In this episode of the Buah Mulut podcast, we talk about TED Talks, PIBG meetings, as well as artist collaborations. Here's the episode! Dan selamat datang ke Buah Mulut New York Yeah, New York. New York How y'all doing? Mainly because This is Brooklyn Mainly because we heard a There was a police Was it police or ambulance? There know. was a siren lah Siren Siren cells um, Siren, siren Siren light Sure, papa Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Dan salam sejahtera Selamat datang ke The Buah Mulut Podcast uh, New York Edition Di mana kami uh, record podcast ni Somewhere in Selangor Yep <laughs> And um, And claim that it's New Yes, I'm uh, one of your hosts Anwar We never introduce ourselves Why do We've, you keep on wanting to introduce ourselves? Uh, because it, you you say that <laughs> Because you say We never introduce ourselves <laughs> Every uh, time uh, Every time <laughs> And Stop. Sit, sitting next to me is Zagara Zwego How are you? I'm good How are you? I'm alright I, I have my coffee I, I have my have. wife beside me. Oh. So I'm all right. Untung ah. Alhamdulillah. Untung ah ada bini. Alhamdulillah. Where where's your wife? My wife uh, dia sibuk sikit dia. Tadi dia masak nasi je tak tahu ah mana pergi sekarang tiba hilang. Sayang ada. Tu ah. Hmm, so I don't have my tea with me. I usually have my tea with me but because kalau nak buat teh kena masak air so macam uh, fart. Mm, you don't have your tea, you have your bee with you right now. Your your bee, your hobby. Uh like that. Uh yeah. So how was <laughs> how was your week? how was your week? How was your week? Was <clears throat> it strong or was it weak? I have been coughing. No lah. How was my week? Mm. I forgot already. What happened to my week? I shut the notes. <laughs> <laughs> my week. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to. Um, like I, I actually put a TM on the card. I established. TM trademark. Ah, uh, I established um the Venopia finally after a long time. I established a. Uh, the Venopian Solitude punya Twitter dengan Instagram Masya Allah And then Follow I that on Follow that on at The, the Venopian Solitude The Venopian Soli on Twitter and The Venopian Solitude on Instagram Because Twitter is kedekut mm, characters Kedekut characters So um, I saja lah main-main macam letak the TM thing kan First I don't know the difference between C and R and TM <coughs> And then macam main-main letak And then uh, Bijan note Bijan kata Like what uh, my One of my friends Kata Eh takkah You tak boleh letak TM Nanti kena saman Sebab benda tu tak official And you know Main-main dah lah tu You can mm. actually get Into jail Something like that lah mm-hmm. Kadang macam Tapi ni main-main oh, Main-main tak boleh tu And then um, You know Shit got serious Siapa yang akan saman TM net We will saman I don't know The trademark people will saman us For misusing The thing I don't know But 
Yeah, and then macam it got serious and then huh, we should we should probably, you know, trademark or copyright the name. And then um I I actually went to the copyright trademark building thingy. I forgot the name of the place. Kat mana tu? Dia dekat Bangsa Menara UOA, like dekat lobby. Oh. Immediately at the lobby. So you can actually trademark ini Anu Hadi if you want lah. And then pergi kat dia, apa tu? Habang angkat Pak Gad dia, kata saya nak trademark, lepas tu dia bagi number. No. Lepas tu? There's no Pak Gad, it's literally at the lobby. Mm-hmm. And then dia macam letak macam just like glass, something like that. And then it's it's a, a proper station lah where ada boleh ambil nombor apa semua. So I took number and then I asked about copyright and trademark and what not. And then macam... It's quite reasonable lah, like one for 10 years, you only have to pay 1,000. So like when you register, you have to pay 370. And then two months later, you have to pay 650, I think. And then at 650, you will get uh, a sigil that says you own this trademark for the next um, 10 years. And then trademark is actually the, the sign that people put before it turns into R. R is registered. So... Like for 8 months, you can use trademark. After that, you can use R. Not that I want to use R. I don't know. It looks like I, I prefer TM better because it you know it means something. Tra- trademark. R pun means something. <coughs> registered. Yeah, but you don't want to register. I want to register, but I like but trademark better because people know what trademark but is. But you can use lah trademark over registered. I'm ah that one I'm not sure, but I only know like the extent of dia pakai trademark. Up until 8 months and then the DR. This has gotten so boring that people decided to leave this podcast. Let's move on. I also had a meeting with TEDx finally because... Finally. Not finally. Like uh, regarding my speech. Did you guys know that TEDx speeches are actually drafted and not like macam spontaneous? For some reason... <laughs> tak, sebab I, I thought it was spontaneous because I keep on watching Yasmin Ahmad punya TED, TED, TED talk. Uh-huh. And it was super spontaneous. Macam... That that was definitely not scripted. You well, see Yasmin Ahmad dia tu. You never know. Tapi dia macam dia, dia point out jugaklah like um uh what you talk about and then orang yang handle dia tu kata macam just talk about anything as long as it doesn't touch about religion and politics and whatever. I think it's the policy of uh, <coughs> Ted to not have people go up to the mic of a Ted event without mm. having prepared first. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yasmin Ahmad did not seem like she was preparing anything at all. Wow. Dia macam tak ada point langsung. Kan biasa kalau TEDx kan, you can put title kan. Dia punya TEDx, letak nama dia. Yeah. And then because they don't even know what what title to put. That That's the kind of the kind of TEDx that she put out. Which is like macam, wow, I thought all the TEDx, TEDx's are like that. Wait, you've only ever seen one TEDx ke? No, I've seen I've seen it enough times to you know memorize the whole script. You've seen one TED talk. I've seen that particular TED talk enough times to, re- to memorize the whole script. Meaning, when I watch the other TED talks, I don't remember what happened in them. Oh. And then there's also Reggie Watts. Well, you know. Well, that's his thing. Huh, that's the thing. So I watched Reggie Watts, Yasmin Ahmad. There's the two of them. Enough enough to justify that I thought that talk was about people rambling on stage About what they know But no, they're actually scripted And you know, they actually have like people who train you to speak And to articulate your words and your speech So I was uh, being trained to do that more or less How many push-ups did they tell you to do? 
About 10,000 Still tak termasuk treadmill hours lagi Better squats Squat, squat, squat So yeah, I'll be at TEDx Youth KL Guys, if you're interested, shout out to TEDx for sponsoring us Berapa bulan? Berapa bulan? 28th February 28th, oi, sama dengan my Amok preview Serious? Fart! Alah! There is also Yasmin's wedding Dekat mana? My close friend's wedding ha? Dekat mana? Dekat somewhere in Subang uh. And then I told them that um, I have uh, my friend's wedding During the day 11 sampai 4 So please do not put my slot During that time But my TikTok is only 8 minutes So worst come to worst After that I will run to your Rehearsal Preview lah I'm not sure what time It will be staged quite yet But I think you will have to be there The whole day anyway I don't know about that yet. You you in the theater, what? And then of course you have to prepare and whatnot. Yeah lah, but you know, if I'm a star, you know, if I'm a are you are you not a star? If I'm a if I'm a you're the star of my life. If I'm a superstar, I don't have to. You're a superstar of my life. I can be like, oh, it's inconvenient for me. Have your people talk to my people and reschedule. Okay. You know, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. You know, so this water isn't from the French Alps. What are you trying to do? Poison me? <laughs> you seem like you've experienced that from someone that you know. No, no, no. Um, moving on. I saw you perform the uh, Atas by Bijan FX with uh, Liana Fizzy. Yeah, Kat Long. We call her Kat Long. Liana Fizzy drinks. She is very Kat Longy. I guess. Suppose it's a nice katlong, not the kind of like mafia katlong. Um, all, yeah, all right. I did. Uh, she invite, she asked me to uh, sing second voice or backup voice, whatever you want to call it, with her for her two songs. Uh, for two songs, one is her two song time. Sini, Sini Um and the other one is Kroncong Hujan or Hujan. Kencorong Hujan. Uh, the apa is most famous soundtrack, which was written by Yasmin Ahmad's family or something like that because the father composed it and then the sister wrote the lyrics and then the mother sang it or something like that yeah so yeah that's the song so it sounded like nona nona zaman sekarang tak boleh ditegur tak boleh dilarang we're slightly out of key takpelah it's my fault guys sorry so yeah that happened and that was fun uh, yeah, it was a nice performance. Um, mm. She had a solid band behind her mm. as well. The the yeah. what trio? James Boyle trio. James Boyle trio. The legendary James Boyle trio. So while they were on stage, they were they were boiling up some music. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice. It was a very jazzy. It was very um, super nice. Experience, I think, mm. and well worth the thirty ringgit. Yay! Uh, to get into the uh, place. But uh, the only reason you go is because your wife is performing. That is true. With, uh, that is them. true. But that's just because I don't like to go out of the house in general. <sighs> okay. Anymore. Um, next up. Next up, you proposed to somebody. I proposed to somebody. Yeah, even said, if. Will you, you marry me? Mm. Will you marry me and give your money? 
give half, me your money give you give me 51% of your money give me a lot of your money so we we basically uh TVS have a lot of plans this year and we'll be we were invited to a few festivals outside and we need some monies to fund our trips and our album and la di da and it would never dawn on us to actually do this previously for on the previous album like we could have search for sponsors but because well the label that I was with were not you know um competent enough never mind so we decided to approach sponsors uh, to help us with these things tadi lah approach belum lagi baru buat proposal but yeah that's that's that that has been taking up most of the week what what, what is a proposal <coughs> what does it look like the proposal has to be beneficial for both us well we need the money definitely so we need to be nice about it when we talk about it yeah what what, what is a proposal a proposal is uh, when you kneel down on one knee and you have a ring in your hand and you propose to the company saying will you marry me and they will give you a lot of money but at the same time you will do stuff for them like um wash the dishes social, uh, wash the dishes uh, or social media do the posts laundry. or you know putting their logo on your merchandise or on your album whatever like anwazin had maidin logo on his album mm-hmm. because maidin basically sponsored the whole thing the whole album the whole album so it's he something also, like that they also made a tour for him around all around the maidins, maidins in malaysia yeah <laughs> this is an, an interesting concept But for for Anwar Zain, yeah, for <laughs> Anwar to do, you know, Anwar Zain Maidin is a an odd pairing, yeah. if uh, if that can be said. And mm. but I'm sure Maidin goers appreciated uh, the appearance of Anwar Zain, yeah, <laughs> on the shopping compounds. And also, we, as we've mentioned previously, that his album was the only CD sold. In Maidin. Yeah, I went to we went to Maidin pada suatu hari and uh, in the CD section, satu rock tu, which is the only rock where there's song CDs, only has one album on it. Multiple copies of Anwar Zain's uh, latest album, mm-hmm. which uh, I I forget what the title of the album is. <laughs> try try listening to it. If you're a fan of Anwar Zain, I think you would love that album. Hmm. If you're not already a fan of Anwar Zain, then maybe it'll be a little tougher to get into the album because hmm. it's a very much um it's a very Anwar Zain kind of album lah. Hmm. So if you're not already on board, then I don't think yeah, you will this this album will change your mind hmm. or anything. Yeah, so you should do an album review now that you're in the Selangor area. Uh okay, but you know I doubt that he needs that kind of publicity from me. Um, uh, it's not the it's not the matter of the publicity. <laughs> I mean, Maiden already gave him enough publicity. Yeah, it's about as talking it's about the album, lah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I I I listened to it once over, mm. and um, to me, it's Anwar Zain kind of growing, not mm. not very in a in a in a huge or in a, a significant way. I mean, if you're not already a fan of Anwar Zain, you wouldn't notice the growth. Mm. But if you're already a fan of Anwar Zain and you know what kinds of songs that he does, mm. and you listen closely enough, you would notice that he's uh, he's taking one small step uh, towards uh, more creative content. Uh, one small step. One small step. After for what? Ten years. 
one giant leap for mankind. I think after ten years, what was the last time he put up anything? Really? I don't know. I I wouldn't call a myself. I wouldn't call myself a fan because this is the first album that I've ever listened to and was in. Yeah. Uh, before this, you might not singles, jaw. Yeah lah. Did he? What was the last time he put out an album? That was like ages ago. And <laughs> yeah. You no, know, last time I remember is like Abadian Cinta. I mean, was it Kawaii or something? He's a. I mean, he's a career, <laughs> career musician. He's a career singer. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't hmm. act, or at least he doesn't act a lot, lah. I think hmm. I think he's made a few cameos here and there, but did he? Um, I think these are assumptions, hmm. uh, because it would make make sense that a person, a name as huge as Anwar Zain, would make a cameo. Um, hmm. But his main source of, uh, I guess, income is uh, <laughs> Malaysian radio. You know. Yeah. So, if he tries, I th- I think I can, uh, you know, sympathize with uh, the sentiment that if he tries to push the boundaries too hard, hmm. uh, to the point where Malaysian radio no longer finds it interesting or hmm. playable, hmm. then he will lose his only source of income, and uh, he doesn't want to do that. Uh, so I can sympathize with him, you know, stay sticking to a formula that has always worked, mm. over and over again. I think he has a bigger income in uh, Secretary Week or something like that. Secretary Week, what does that? That is Secretary, apa hari Secretary or Secretary Day, Secretary Week or something like that. Apa <laughs> He he is very famous in that scene of he's, Secretary he, Week. He's a secretary. No, they mention just a lot of secretaries apparently like him, or mainly because all the datins are like him, so they they invite him, so they pay him like eighty thousand ringgit per yeah, he, he per does, show or something. He does wedding shows as well. Uh, so much. That's a lot, a lot of money to call Anwazin because yeah. I I heard that. He does corporate events as well. Ah, uh, so I heard that if uh, you want to invite Anwazin to perform at your corporate event, mm. eighty thousand ringgit. How many songs? Ah, uh, that one I'm not sure because mm. it could be just like macam Zainal Bidin itu, dia nyanyi tiga lagu je tapi dia bebel for like the whole hour mm-hmm. <laughs> and a half. So yeah. it could be like that, but it's still entertaining to see him, you know. Yeah. So I don't know about Anwazin. It could be like him entertaining for half an hour and mm. dia nyanyi tiga lagu je. Mm. We never know But he gets 80k for that Yeah, That's what I heard So it could be like more It could be less Yeah Maybe uh, He still wants to be Invited to such functions He still wants to Be able to Be appealing to You know Be paid 80,000 ringgit For half an hour Or whatever mm. um, So He can't really Pull off A tame impala Ah that one cannot <laughs> yeah, uh. That kind of thing He he's, He needs to Stick to his guns, so to speak, uh, to so that um, he continues being uh, relevant and desired, I guess, mm. by by people who w- are willing to pay him. Oh, actually, he was scheduled to perform at Day One Philharmonic Petronas. Nice. Sometime this month, actually, Kota Sila. Ke end of January Something like that lah But, but it got postponed And the price tickets Like crazy Yang paling mahal Of course lah Paling mahal like what 800 I think Alright And then the the cheapest one Is like 200 or 100 something Sure So yeah Macam First Berapa ramai je yang datang <laughs> Yang mampu bayar tu Yeah yeah And you know Even if like All the datins Bothered 
paying for that like how many datins are there anyway who actually like some well, well more yeah. Um, yeah but the how many datins that there are there in general way too many i think ah, <laughs> but out of that many like how yeah. how many loves you know half yeah. of the datins probably yeah. like yeah. taming pala yeah um, oh wow bad bad that, not good that would be interesting yeah we I, never know i didn't see any datins there or <laughs> maybe maybe i just didn't notice <laughs> uh, they didn't hand me their card or anything yeah. like that Okay, so what happened to you last week after you know rambling about Anwazin? Rambling it? monkeys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out. <laughs> I guess. Heyo. Uh, Heyo. Uh, so last weekend there was a Mashwara Agung PIBG. <laughs> um, Tell us about the Mashwara Agung that you yeah, you so. Mishwara Agung PIBG is basically a mishwara with um, parents who have some free time, I guess, on their hands on a Saturday to come to school and talk about uh, stuff pertaining to uh, school matters. And um, it's I got uh, elected or dilantik sebagai setiausaha Agung PIBG. Um, and, um, you know, nobody really likes being the... Setia Usaha PIBG because it's a it's a lot of work. Yeah, are are you the one who write down minute mesyuarat? No, no, no. Ada pencatat minute. Ada four people whose mm. sole jobs is to write the minute mesyuarat. I just have to collect from them and uh, put it in report form lah. Ooh. Basically, uh, <coughs> but still, <coughs> it's it's a convenient thing to have or convenient roles to. Be able to utilize, mm. but still, if you want to, if if anybody who knows me would mm. describe me, reti buat kerja would be the million thing about me, because it's not a thing about me. I am not a person who pandai buat kerja. Pandai mm. buat kerja is not a skill set I have. Mm. And sebagai setiap usaha apa-apa pun, mm. the number one quality that you one needs to have a setiap usaha needs to have ialah pandai buat kerja. I don't know how to do that. I know how to tell people to do stuff. Mm. I know how to think up of ideas. Mm. But actually doing stuff, mm. that's not me. Mm. Uh, so I think they made a huge mistake. In electing me as the Setiausaha IBG, But Ooh. I can't say that because it might <coughs> It Might get fired <laughs> But it might come off as, you know, me trying to weasel my way out of doing any kind of significant work And on the one hand, that's true On the other hand, it's also true that I am not a competent worker In any sense of the word um, I can do certain things, but secretarial work, absolutely not. Well, you do know why they give you the job. Because I'm young. Yes. And Malay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a book reference. A shout a out to Young and Malay by edited by, by Uy Ki Beng and Wan Hamidi Hamid. Uh, yeah, that, that will be m- the next book that I review. But yeah, you see, you do know. See, tell me to review books, lah. Tell me to make a video. Tell me to catch pictures. How are they? Kn- how do tell they even know that you can do all those stuff? Tell me to talk to kids. 
tell me to make games. They don't know what you're capable of. You probably don't even know what you're capable of because you probably like you make will make a good secretary and then you will call Anwazin to the school and then say, oh, you love Anwazin. Tell me yeah. to play a supporting role in uh, a Netflix original series. Okay. Those so. things I can do. But you know why you secretary? were selected to be a secretary. I guess so that you can call Anwar into the school. I guess because your name I is suppose. Anwar. Well. Yeah, because all of us Anwars have a WhatsApp group. Yep. That we uh, share with each other all the Including things that we've Anwar made. Ibrahim. Oh, ho, 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 yeah, ho. but you know, their punya phone got taken away by the popo. Um, so uh, you know, he's been silent on the on the group chat. Hmm. Um, cuma to you know every so often like every two weeks he chime in with a lol, <laughs> and, but that's it really. Bila dia keluar untuk pika mahkamah kawalan, untuk those court hearings, dia tu dia dapat phone dia balik, betul dia type lol. And then and then dia tanya macam pukul berapa? Padahal macam sebelum tu orang dah dah bagi tahu pukul berapa nak jumpa, mm. and then dia tanya juga pukul berapa eh? Mm. Orang dah habang dah macam. Uh, Uh, jumpa petang ni lagi pukul 4 Lepas tu dia Pukul 4.01 dia akan tanya Jadi ke tak petang ni? <laughs> That's Anwar Ibrahim for you guys yeah. uh, He's not a very good uh, WhatsApp participant Moving on yeah, Moving on I've, uh, I've also Hari tu I went for an audition for A theatre Called Amok And uh, you know, not not Bandi Amo, not the ye ye kind of person, but the theatre punya tajuk nama Amo. And um, I auditioned hari tu in January, and I got the role, or at least I got accepted into the cast. And um, last what Sunday. In February. Yeah, just early. Uh, early uh, <laughs> I think Sunday. Uh, we mm. had our first rehearsals. We had our first great reading um, at uh, Jamal Raslan's house. Jamal Raslan is the director of the play, and um, he had us over at his house, which is a very nice house. Chum, it's a it's a studio apartment. Mm. It's super nice. I, I like it. It's at uh, Soho, the Empire Damansara. Ah. I think I can already guess that like, if you are single <laughs> and you you know you're always around Damansara area or Lembaklang area, yeah. you must live in Soho in Empire, Soho Empire. <laughs> and nowhere else. <laughs> It just makes sense. So the the tung koyum sebenarnya tu gumasa. Um, but yeah, he had us over. He made spaghetti for us for dinner. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of you? Very uh, The cast semua ada lima orang. Empat orang main cast, orang understudy. So what are you? I'm uh, yeah. Uh, because the male male role ada 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 dua, hmm. but it could also be tiga depending on how we do in the rehearsals. Hmm. Eh. Male role ada dua, but it could also go down to one, uh, depending on how we do in the rehearsals, and how we develop the script. Mm. Uh, so I arrived there, and then uh, Jamal introduced everyone mm. himself and introduced the play, what the idea is, what we would we are trying to achieve, mm. the screenwrite, 
screenplay writer was mm. screenplay the playwright that's the mm. that's the term yeah i said understudy seorang ya um should it be like understudy one for each but that would be costly right? i don't know i guess uh i don't know how much they're paying us or if they're paying us at all i don't think they are <laughs> okay that's uh, but yeah uh ada satu ya understudy and um the playwright was also there so to explain to us what his idea was and what what's a playwright playwright ialah you know, orang yang tulis skrip ah uh and uh, try to explain what he was trying to get to in certain lines and what it was what the idea was and stuff like that and it was uh it was a very nice experience because it's the first time in any play that i've been involved in and admittedly i've been involved in very in a very limited number of plays how many is it uh two mm-hmm. <laughs> um but this is the first time i've ever been in a play uh, where the director and the playwright were very okay with us changing the lines and changing the script mm. to make it more sound more right lah more natural That's more jamal for you more betul uh, whereas sebelum ni the script was always treated as uh, you know gospel lah macam kalau kita ubah the script then berdosa besar hmm. <laughs> kind of thing that's hmm. that's always been the theater tradition uh, or at least that's how i understand it but these people were very cool with uh, us giving our own input as actors as a uh, people who were going to act out these characters hmm. and gave us the liberty to uh, change the lines as we saw fit and also be critical of the script lah hmm. because they said the bawagi the script is 80% siap hmm. you know because we depend on you guys for the extra 20% to make it you know solid, solid. um and It was super uh, it was nice that we got to be critical of it we got to question it we got to build it together we got to change it together because then you know the ca- I I feel like as part of the cast member I was involved in the creation of this thing I was involved in uh, making this thing a reality you mm. know I'm not just a passive uh, receiver of instruction mm. but I was an active participant in uh, creating this uh, play lah or making mm. it a reality and uh, it was a nice feeling it was uh, very collaborative it was very open it was very nice I think and I feel like mm. um, if I get to be involved in more productions with this kind of uh, air or this kind of um, environment then that would be great lah but I you know I'm also Mm. Um, I think it's you know in order to make something uh, relatable, you have to make it natural. And in order to make it natural, you can only depend on yeah. the people who's working on it. Because when you write the script, you would feel you would feel like oh, this sounds natural. And then beyond that, like oh god, that that sounds so kaku, so kayu. Yeah, but so it's it, supposed to be like that. Yeah, especially in theater. In it. But but if you if the writer is already good and already competent mm. and has written something solid and mm. has very real and kuku uh, kind of reasons to involve any kind of lines or uh, justifies why 
a certain character says something a certain way mm. well mm. then it's okay lah and mm. i you know i wouldn't mind uh being that kind of person uh, that kind of actor as well mm. if the the script was already workshop very well mm. and no matter how i try to be critical of it mm. everything already makes sense then tak pola uh but you yeah. know some scripts need the workshop and uh, i think i appreciate their humility and professionalism in trying in accepting uh these criticisms and accepting all the feedback that mm. they got from us and uh making changes accordingly just so you know i don't think that will happen in if you if you're planning on being an actor full time mulai mm. drama so i don't think that would happen maybe so, tolong ikut script tolong ikut script ikut script yeah. ya ikut script yeah. ya yeah. Uh, and what i've learned from from uh listening to interviews lah mm. uh, i've noticed that Uh, this is in Hollywood life. Um, I don't know the case in Malaysian uh, Setting. settings, but in Hollywood because these are the only interviews that are available to me. Yeah. Um, if an actor mm. al- has already proven himself uh, or herself as a writer, mm. the director is a lot more open to what they have to say about the script. Mm. Macam um, Ben Affleck and Sepas uh, Wangi yang Bond identity tu Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon their first movie that they made was uh, um, what was it called Good Will Hunting they wrote that and it became a huge success mm. you know that was the first movie that they acted in because they wrote it because they wanted to write something for them mm. they wanted to write something so that they could act <laughs> Hmm. And it became a huge success. Got Robin Williams involved in it and everything, hmm. and you know won them some awards like good. Hmm. And from then on, macam if they have anything to say about a script or about a certain piece of writing, hmm. then they've noticed that the directors would take them a lot more seriously than all the other actors. Macam hmm. they would be included in the creative process because hmm. they've already proven themselves as competent writers. Jadi hmm. macam uh, I guess some directors are more reluctant to hear what an actor has to say if they've never shown that they can write in hmm. the first place. So I think, you know, I have to seiring dengan my acting, I have to show myself, prove hmm. myself as a writer as Then well. Yes, I do. Blog does not count. No. Just say no. Anaazman.blogspot.com, guys. Uh, so, so, so that was the amok rehearsals. After all that, we had spaghetti and then balik lah. Yeah, and then chill dekat Artisan. Chill, Bill. Wait, was it yesterday? No yes, lah. Yes, yesterday night. Artisan. No, what happened that yesterday? Oh, that was another day. Rehearsal is another day. Yeah. Yesterday, oh, I... My brother got admitted because no. he got dengue. No. I never visited him. Yes. But I think he's getting better today. Hopefully. I don't want to jinx it. I keep on jinxing things. I should stop saying things out loud. Mm. Yesterday, something in particular happened where you were talking about uh, how your phone falls a lot more than you do. And then I fell. And then, fell. you know, literally like an hour later, you fell. <laughs> Uh, which See. was which I'm interesting lah. See, that's why that's why I cannot say things out loud. Yeah. You know, which I should just keep all those things to myself, yeah. or else it will happen. Uh, yeah, but that that'll be hard to record the podcast lah if you hmm. don't say things out loud. 
also like I could have like why wouldn't something like this happen let's say macam my bank account jap mana let's say my phone falls more more times than my myself which is that's a good thing lah if you fall down more than your phone does then that's a you need some help in walking or moving period that is true but you know why can i say something like much like, my bank account is so full is fuller than my stomach or something like that <laughs> and then much like, and no my stomach is fuller than my bank account and uh, then poop my bank account macam tiba ada 100 ribu ringgit thank you jb i should just like say something like that out of uh, the blue Then. Okay, let's move on to the questions in we, the inboxes. We, we have two things. questions uh, that were submitted to us by email melalui our email uh, podcast at gmail.com uh, This is the first uh, question saya dapat idea ni while browsing Reddit. No, 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 no. You have to give the name first. No, dalam email tak boleh bagi tahu. Yelah, oh, yeah, fake nama. name. Uh. Fake news, fake, fake name. Fake name is a uh, life sauce chili. Life sauce chili. Salam. So, life. Saya dapat idea ni while browsing Reddit. Number one, have you ever heard of a culture from another country that once you reach a certain age, say 19 years old, you dipaksa untuk live on your own even if you don't if you don't have any harta aka homeless. If that happens to you, do you think you will survive? If you were kicked out of the home by 19 years old, hmm. would you be able to survive? I think this culture is a uh, very west west westernized especially At least I know that it's it's an American thing lah. Like if you still live with your parents after the age of 20, like after you finish college, then you know. Di macam di bukan di panau serong lah, but you know, like you still live with your parents. Come on. Yeah, definitely lah. But you know, is that? It's not like that here. It's not like that here. I mean, I feel I I feel like if if I know any of my friends who still live with their parents. Hmm. Uh, when they reach a certain age, then it's it's a little weird, lah. Of course, you wouldn't say macam, you know, loser nyahang because we're I guess we're too nice for that. Hmm. Uh, but for myself, hmm. you know, if I were to be a person who was like, you know, twenty seven hmm. and still live with my parents, hmm. it's not an ideal position for me to be in, lah. Hmm. I think because you're from Kedah. Mm-hmm. And they have different values. Not just that, but most people would go down to KL to find jobs. Mm. Unless people, un- unlike people who are already in KL, they would end up live living with their parents. Let's say, like in my family, uh, my sister still lives with the parents even after getting married and having the first child. So, but my brother-in-law has to travel a lot, and then much um my brother also still lives with the parents because you know. Not much in Jima do it and whatnot. Mm. So it that thing I think that thing mainly applies in cities mainly mm. I think for you know middle, apa middle class middle, middle eastern middle class families ah at least ah I think and mm. I I know a few friends who still live with their parents. I still have a few friends who still live with their parents, like who comes from the Lembah Kelang area lah. Yeah yeah. But some of them macam dah macam pindah. Yeah, I mean so, it's it's not it's not huge. Uh, but you know, tak ada lah stigma teruk sangat di belah-belah sini. Um, but if if that were to happen to you, if you were kicked out on the streets yeah. at 19 year old, would you do you think you would be able to survive? I have to survive. Do you think you'd be able to? Okay, uh, what would you do to survive? 
if if it happens to me if it happened to you at 19 if it happened to me then i have to survive lah because it you know i have no choice but to survive to hustle I, demi hasil yeah hustle demi hasil and i have no choice basically mm. i have to eat i have to have you know because i've experienced the luxury mm. of living under a house and i would want that again mm. it's not like macam i was kicked out of the house and yeah. macam i want to but i'm not sure like what, what would you do to achieve that at 19 eh, macam huh? bearing in mind your 19 year old self what would your 19 year old self have done okay i think first of all if it's a culture then i would have prepared myself for getting kicked out so mm. by the time i reach 19 i know i will get kicked out so mm. before that happens i have to find a job i have to find a place to stay i have to da-da-da. but mm. if it like, macam out of the blue tiba-tiba macam tiba-tiba macam Adi, uh, go get out of the house get out of the house that one i will get macam menglupo menglupo kejap but uh, still i have to you know survive ah like yeah. you know do you think you'd be a barista i have to if if that what gives me money all right i might even you know go down to the 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 pergi red light district or whatever, if i'm desperate you know <laughs> we never know that's the thing red light. but if it's a culture then i would have prepared myself red light district dekat amsterdam dekat jalan haji taib oh, okay So you have deep knowledge about that culture right? culture if it's a culture then i think all of us would have been prepared for that yes moment yes how would you do you think you will survive i think you will survive because you're a, you're a survivor <laughs> you're not I, th- I, i think from from a very early age which I'm from my early teens lagi mm. my main mission in life was to not menyusahkan my parents Hmm. That that was the only goal, and and I wanted to get good results for my SPMs because I wanted to get a scholarship so that my parents wouldn't have to pay for any of my expenses anymore, so that I could pay for myself. Hmm. Uh, it's always been oh interesting. Uh, we have our guest over here, uh, who d- wants to talk about crazy YouTubers or something. Sorry, phone terbunyi. Uh-huh. Ada silent tadi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I lost my train of thought. I like trains. Um, you don't want to menyusahkan my bapa. Yes, I want. I didn't want to menyusahkan my bapa. Um, so you know, I made sure that I got a scholarship. I made sure that I could uh, move out of the house and make my own money. Uh, so I think. I've been surviving that way ever since. Mm. I've I, I've I've moved. I've uprooted myself from the house since I was 18. Mm. Uh, but of course, I still go to my parents' house occasionally, mm. and uh, I've made sure that I had a job ever since, lah. Mm. Uh, and I've been paid for stuff ever since. And you know, I have been surviving. And uh, if I were to supposed to be a homeless person. I think I would uh, definitely be able to survive lah. I think mm. I think you know I have confidence in myself. I would still feel useless lah. Mm. I mean, at any point in my life, I would still feel useless. But mm. I think I would be able to fend for myself mm. uh, if nothing else. Yeah, because you have you have experience in retail. Wait, was it retail? Was Or it working? retail? What? I don't know. Working at the grocery store. Oh yeah, dekat, I've never done that. Dekat Sydney. I've never done any part-time jobs that, you know, exclude 
whatever I'm doing. Uh-huh. I mean, I did like script writing and whatever, but it's still within the still creative work. It's still creative work. It's mm. not like much like, retail work. It's not labor. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay. Number uh, two, a suggestion for improvement. Sometimes there are moments yang kurang macam berbisik. Boleh kurangkan tak moment tu? Anwar Anwar speaks very slow because he's so sexy. Secara so berbisik. Like, stop leaning towards the mic. You're gonna you're gonna speak slowly. Tak berbisik. No. No, yeah. I've I've been leaning towards the mic because I know that I speak at a certain volume hmm. naturally, hmm. and if I am far away from the mic. I will still go back to my own volume, which is this volume. So okay. it's a lot better for me to be always be close to the Closer mic, regardless. The mic. So that was the number three. There, what was it? No, it wasn't number three. Oh, it wasn't. I number really three. enjoy a podcast, nah, so let's okay. not oh, toot our own horn. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Next question by uh, Physics in Minutes. <laughs> When artists want want wants to collaborate. How do they work it out in terms of payment or agreement, and how much does it cost for an average masuk radio artist or, or indie, indie artist? What does it even mean? How much does it cost for an average masuk radio artist? As in for the yeah. collaboration? Yeah. Well, if you you know if independent artists usually they would collaborate out of sheer fun and joy, and also because they're friends, and that is the that is the more. Natural way of collaborating, lah. Because if you yeah. want to collaborate with someone, so, you have to like that person so, first. So, so let's say we're both indie artists, right? We're so both then, as in you and me. Yeah. For you and physics in minutes. So, yeah. Okay. No, ni me and you, lah. Mm. We're both uh, indie artists, separately doing our own separate projects mm. of music, mm. and then you thought. Macam, hmm, kalau uh, pergi ke Anwar Hadi and buat collaborate on this song, okay kak? What would the steps be for you to make that happen? Hmm. What, nombor satu, text message, you know, you up. <laughs> How do they work out in terms of payment and agreement? Huh? Okay, so, so this is from what I understand. W-Y-D. I understand it. Uh, Cheat. Well, my years, my cham lah, my sangat. So, sebagai veteran di dalam okay, bidang as, seni. Okay, as 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 indie artist, if you want to collaborate, usually you would collaborate with your friends lah. You would end up collaborating with your friends. So that would normally not take anything. Just like mutual agreement that hey, we like doing this song. We're just going to do the song, and it's not going to be sent to radios or whatever. But if you start. You know, thinking about sending it to radios, then one thing that you have to settle first is royalty punya division. Let's say lyrics, berapa percent, like fifty fifty. Okay, lyrics fifty fifty, and then composing fifty fifty. So like when you get royalty off of that song, you guys will get equal amounts. Do you write that down in a contract or something? No, it's it's in the MACP punya royalty form. So masa nak register the song dekat mm. MACP, mm. you write fifty percent. Yeah. Takah harasiko fifty percent anahadi. Yeah. Right. For for lyrics. So let's say um, forty uh, percent goes to publishing or forty percent lah, just for the sake of remembering stuff. Right. So uh, composer we get thirty, lyricist we get thirty. Mm. So out of thirty, you divide into two some more because you know the amount of work that you guys did was equal. I see. Or you know it depends ah on whatever your agreement is. Alright. So the publishing punya cut tu, if you're self-published, I think you can divide it up even more. But if you have a publisher, then the publisher gets the cut lah. Mm. So that's in terms of indie artists wants to put out their songs yeah. out there. In terms of collaboration, let's say macam between uh, Nora Danish, Nora Danish dengan Waris dengan ke kan? Fatah Amin. Fatah Amin dengan Aizat ke apa kan? Uh. Those things, usually it happens because 
um, let's say in, in the case of siapa ah i think ada i kau ada sebut ah siapa okay let's say like nora danish ah uh, so it's it was mentioned actually that nora danish wants to sing or something whatever so dj fast writes a song have Wari sing on it and have Nora sing on it as well but Nora does not do anything dia tak macam dia tak ada lirik dia tak dia tak compose tak apa so all the money goes to Faz and probably Wari is for writing some stuff god knows so that it it becomes that to Marhines it will be seen as it's a collaboration between Nora and Wari when in hindsight it's actually just Faz trying to sell that song by using Nora Danish mm. So that's the that's the premise uh, behind behind collaborations nowadays especially in Malaysia lah. Yeah. Like. So just want to sell shit. What I wrote what I wrote what I read from a tweet from Lupe Fiasco dia cakap hmm. kata kalau if he wants to feature on a track with someone if somebody macam let's say Kendrick Lamar wants wants to approach Lupe Fiasco kata hmm. yo Lupe get a verse on get a 16 on hmm. my song here hmm. right? Um, dia punya payment ialah uh, you know sepuluh ribu dollar or something hmm. like that you know hmm. just to get on the track hmm. royalties benda lain langsung hmm. does that happen in Malaysia? I think it does as well, but what's the standard rate? Do you know? It really depends on especially in Malaysia. Macam contoh Fatah Amin tu kan? Hmm. They made the song for him. Mm. So he bought the song lah. He more he bought the song but they put the song. Maybe you know, hey, you can you should sing on this track. But you know, basically like they're selling him even when he doesn't actually want it. Mm. Probably but they you know, that's that's what proposals are. You mm. you sell shit, you sell product into things that you know, people that actually don't need this thing but oh, hey, I might need it. So he bought it for uh, an undisclosed amount. <laughs> yeah. Which I know, but um, yeah. So m- the main reason is for them to make money with that song and yeah. that song. But and but because they use Fat. Let me finish first. Mm. Because they use Fat. The reason they use Fatah Amin is not because they're terrible nyanyi, kah? It's because he's famous at this time now. Mm. So, like in Malaysia right now, that is happening. Like you approach, let's say Amira Rosling Amma Bahrain, they had a song together. And they put it out like recently because they know that if they put out the song, pe- people who like them will buy the song. Mm. Not because lagu tu sedap ke, don't berhenti nyanyi ke apa tak. Yeah. It's because they they are used, they're being used as icon to be sell to sell products, which yeah. is their songs. Yeah. So that's the collaboration. It doesn't. It, it's not artistic collaboration anymore. It's it's very like yeah. money making kind of collaboration. Yeah. So in that sense, I think you know they might have to pay more. But you know the people who make the songs will get more on royalty lah. Or like even they could have just said, "Hey, we're going to give this song to you for free. You can just sing on it, and then you know you're going to get famous and shit." But they're not going to tell the you know Ama and Amira that the royalty goes to the song makers mm. because they don't care. You know, hey, we have a chance to sing a song together, so we can promote that shit everywhere else. Mm. So it will be a win-win for Ama and Amira. Because they can promote the song. I didn't know that they made a song together. So, so as a as a song maker, mm. I am a song maker. Let's say, mm. and I say, "Macham, hey, you know what? I want to get ultimate on this track. I want him to contribute sixteen bars mm. on my latest hot single. Mm. Um, how much would ultimate charge me? You have to ask him. 
it it depends on different people different rate mm. um how about if i want to uh, get uh, the the venopian solitude to uh, contribute 16 bars i would do it track. for free but because that person <laughs> who's been saying all these things doesn't even want me to collaborate with him so much like, yeah, you I, know i, I was just waiting for that day the petition dia tak nak fine lah Uh, Apa nama dia ni Fair and Lovely Apa dia uh, Physics in Minutes Physics in Minutes So uh, Dia nak tahu How much does it cost Macam So I think macam I want to Ajak Like uh, You know um, Maui hmm. To sing the chorus On his song hmm. But it I don't depends, know How many money on the artist. How much money So you have to What's a ballpark figure Cannot Sebab mm. It depends First it depends on the popularity Of the artist At that moment Let's say right now You try to approach uh, Nora Or Amy Masura Or Fauzia Latif You know To sing on the track Like how much would it cost Because she is not as relevant They are not as relevant As they are now Than You know When they were relevant back then yeah. So the price goes down yeah. So back then Let's say kalau back then Dia minta 80,000 mm. Now it might need it, You know Might be 8 Might be 8 So that's the 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 rate fluctuates Kena kena email lah And that's why I said Like macam They approach Fatah Amin And you know Fatah Amin pays like this Puluhan ribu Some uh-huh. And that's just like Having him on the track Or he buys the song God knows Something like that lah uh-huh. But the right still goes to the people who makes the song. Mm-hmm. So and then there there are also some cases where macam DJ Fast buat lagu for free. I'm not sure about this because I only heard this from people. They buat lagu for free, but the royalty goes to him. So regardless of who sings the song, the royalty still goes to him. And uh, radios will play that stuff. Yes. So. That there's there's also that thing. So, macam let's say, did not meet Nora Danish, and then Nora Danish like doesn't really mind, you know, not paying or paying or whatever. And then you know, Digifast will do it for free, but the royalty is the ones that are actually making money because it keeps on you know, go on heavy rotation. Mm. So there's also that. So it really depends on. It's very, macam tak tetap, which is like. You can't really put a, a you know a fixed figure on this uh, because it really depends on the popularity or the relevance of the artist that you're collaborating with and also you know how much money yeah. they can bring back yes yeah. and how close you are to the artist as well yeah so it that's, that's why in like the independent sense of things you collaborate with your friends and you collaborate with it like macam naturally Unless you have like you know like friends for benefits kind of thing because you only collaborate with people who have like ten, a hundred thousand followers couple and, macam there's there's some some of some of it adalah that kind of, mind that gamescape but that I don't think that is considered I don't know I don't know. That's hustle demi hustle. So there's like natural collaboration and there's like collaboration with certain benefits. Yeah. So. To make that money. Uh, can hear some sirens. But also, you know, like which I'm, I tried. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on approaching like two of my, you know, the the two female rappers that I look up to in Malaysia, and I'm, I'm planning on like having them on my track for the next album. Mm. And then I told them that I we don't have enough money. We only have this much. We understand if you don't accept this offer, da da da. 
And then one of them accepted the offer mm. So macam It's not about the money It's about the project itself That macam I explain lah the whole thing What the song is about The lyrics The premise The theme of the song So macam because that person Is interested in that song itself So it could be like macam I'm going to contribute to this for free Yeah. So if you have like a solid reason as to why you need that particular person on your song mm. and you want to collaborate with that particular person because and, and they are interested enough in the project as ha. well. So you know it can be macam boleh apa? Kau team. Kau team ah boleh kau team. So that's that. So if you want to kau team with me, if you want lah, but I don't. You know I've been waiting for that moment where you ask I'm to not, collaborate. I'm not whatever. good enough to kau team kau team. Ah. I don't have the lyrical, miracle, spiritual ability. Okay. So yeah, that's that. That's it. I guess I for now. Uh, yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any more questions for us, you can uh, sub up. You drop them in to the email, which is wamulopodcast at gmail dot com. Um, thank you to Squarespace for. Uh, sponsoring this episode, Squarespace, a better way to cook. No, we'll get sued. <laughs> uh, you for p- that free publicity? <laughs> yeah, sebab macam kita salah guna. Macam sebab trademark TM. Jangan disalah guna. And we'll leave you with a, a song. Uh, one. You're like a dream come, come true. true. Two, two, three, four, just five. Just wanna be with you. Six. And every three. time. <coughs> and it's plain to sneeze that you're the only one for me. And okay. Selamat. Selamat Hari Raya. Raya.